0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to My Cheesehead Life, a Packer Fan Podcast. My name is Patrick. I'm the host of this podcast. I want to thank you once again for uh, tuning in, listening to my podcast here on Spotify. I have the website, website mycheeseheadlife.com. You can email the show, info, at mycheeseheadlife.com. Uh, my handle on x, mycheeseheadpod, and then my cheesehead Insta. So, once again, thanks for listening. Happy Hump Day to everybody. Uh, I'm, ha- I'm excited and, and happy once again to be uh, joined by Chris. I reached you know He's been uh, joining me on the podcast the last few weeks during the streak of wins. Unfortunately, we didn't have a win this week, of course, with the Packers getting beat in San Francisco. Um, but I thought it would only make sense to have Chris join me again to kind of wrap it up, uh, share our thoughts, and, and maybe talk through this a little bit like a therapy session. On uh, what happened out there in San Francisco on Saturday night? Um, so, hi, Chris. How you doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, <laughs> I'm good. Right. Well, thanks again. You? Thanks for joining me. I'm I'm all right. I'm hanging in there. You know, it's still that you know a little bit of weird aftermath after the season. You know, officially comes to an end, right?
1: Yeah, you're in podcast man voice though. I know you're sad on the inside. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, for sure. I, uh, as a matter of fact, I was saying to Mrs. Cheese said earlier, like this time of year kind of stinks. They're out of it now, and also like no Thursday night game to look forward to. Uh, I, I started to call it like a little bit like football withdrawals. Already starting to feel like settling in because you know you're so used to, you know, following all the the thing, all the goings ons and everything happening, and then you know such a great win streak, and then the Packers sure sure seem to have a knack for those those heartbreaking playoff losses playoffs.
1: Oh, we've been here, right? Yeah. We know how this is. My favorite part is uh, sitting down for the NFC championship games and thinking about how the Packers are better than both of the teams playing, you know, and they they should actually be the team playing. Yeah. And that's kind of what it it feels like.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: In a weird way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, that's a good tie into a couple of initial thoughts here. Uh, first I wanna wanna update from the poll from last time. We had left off with a poll saying, Well, the Packers beat the 49ers, yeah or no. And uh we had two votes this time, Chris. We doubled our output from the previous week where we only had one vote. Uh and and, and we had two yaws. Unfortunately, uh we all misfired because I know I had picked them to to win, kind of enjoying the ride. And but what's a little bit, you know, maybe even a lot of bit frustrating is like they kind of could have won that game. You know, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit, you know, in more detail here in a few minutes after I want to actually, I mean, there's a lot going on already this week. So, so what I'll do here is I want to bounce some headlines of, of breaking news that's been happening this week already since the last game and, and the Packers uh, lost in San Francisco. And then we'll actually get into recapping the game a little bit uh, and uh, some of the articles and numbers uh, that came out afterwards. Then we'll take a quick look at the end uh, at uh, NFC Championship Weekend coming up here uh, Sunday uh, with those teams going on. Uh, so, yeah, with that poll, um, it, it's going to lead me in. I'm going to mention that eventually I'll mention a new poll. It'll basically be, you know, who are we going to blame uh, for this loss? Like, who do you who do you pin it on? Uh, We've got a couple options. Blame the kicker, blame the defense, blame the offense. Um, and I think I'll maybe throw two one. Two
1: votes yeah, I, vote, I, I blame the two a couple of jinxes. <laughs> hey, they come on! They should be banned from the poll.
0: I no can, more voting. Hey, we can't do that. We appreciate each and every vote. It's important. You got to exercise thing, your though. right uh to vote. And uh, I appreciate each and every vote. I I picked them to to win on the podcast. You didn't say anything about that, you know, two weeks ago when we had one yah and and me on the podcast. So, yeah. We did we did what he could to support the team, you know. You gotta go into that with a positive vibes. So unfortunately, the Packers came out on the losing end 24 to 21. Uh, I'm sure most anyone that would listen to me talking about it on a podcast already knows that. But anyways, um and and look forward to a poll being out there again. Who do you blame? I'll have a few options uh for, for what happened on Saturday night against the 49ers. Um, but before we get into that, like I said, I had a few headlines and things that I, that I caught um, and also some breaking news uh, coming up in the last day or two, even as of today, that we'll talk about here. Um, one thing that caught my attention, and this is actually, I mean, this feels like a long time ago, Chris, but this is just from Monday. I thought, like, this might be a little, like, just make you feel better after, you know, or before we get to the Packer talk and after what happened on Saturday, but uh, headline from the Fort Worth Star Telegram. This is from Monday, and again, Monday already feels like a week ago. Uh, but Monday the twenty second, Clarence Hill says Dallas Cowboys meltdown drama continues to ensue among players and family members. So if we just, you know, sometimes you know misery loves company, right? So let's let's take a look at you know things going wrong in Dallas here for a minute. So this is following, I believe, after they had announced they'll bring uh, back Mike McCarthy. And this article starts off, there is no drama like Dallas Cowboys drama. And uh, one week after the home team was unceremoniously ushered out of the playoffs, and on the same weekend that the Detroit Lions made the NFC title games, now listen to this, making the Cowboys and the Washington Commanders the only NFC franchises to not have reached a conference title game since Dallas last won a Super Bowl in 1995. The drama got intense and personal, so... Kind of yada, yada, yada here. Uh, Mike McCarthy's coming back. And then trending. Uh, this is like a, a Twitter post or X post that's embedded in here. CD Lamb's mother. <laughs> you, you know, when the parents start oh, chiming no. in. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, the
1: sister. The sister's bad news, too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, mother goes in on Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott on Facebook saying, Dak isn't it. Oh. And it's in in all caps. Along with saying that her son deserves better. Um, And then this is in quotes here. Um, It says he have
1: like 150 catches this year, like deserves better. They, I, well, what that's what I mean. It's do? like
0: this is what it what is quoted in, in this uh, post that's in the article. It says they need to get rid of his ass. It's guys on that team that want a ring. They work too hard. He don't want to win a ring. Uh, So that's uh, apparently C.D. Lamb's mom. Uh, chiming in she's on what's like going on. She's
1: 39 years old, she's she doesn't <laughs> even know,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and then go ahead.
1: I thought it would, you think she they kept during that game when when all the cowboys looked kind of panicked and sad when it was getting out of control. That was my favorite part of the game, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept they kept showing Dak like talking to him in the huddle, you know, yeah, it was weird and out of breaks and stuff. But it didn't look, like, all that animated. I kept thinking, like, why are they making such a big deal out of this? Right. It's not like they look like they're screaming at each other, like they're talking. That seems totally normal. Yeah.
0: And, but so maybe
1: maybe he did feel disrespected. Now his mom going to come out and tell him they better they should cut his ass. But
0: <laughs> Well, it's amazing, too, know. like, just the world we're living in now compared to, like, you know, the 90s when we were, like, in, you know, high school, college, growing up. You know, you, this social media thing, you know, you can have these parents... Loved ones, whoever you know, chiming in in such a public forum that you never really had before, or at least you know, in all remember these when, years. Go ahead.
1: Remember when Jennings' sister turned on Rogers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On X, formerly yep. known as Twitter. Correct. Yep. That's like yes. They, and it just it, it's there.
0: just like ah, yeah, it's just gasoline on a fire. Sometimes like it doesn't help anything. You know, like show me an example of where chiming in on Twitter helped a situation. Uh, so, yeah, it goes on to say, like, some people replied something or other about, you know, maybe he should look uh, to go to the Texans, C.D. Lamb, that is, and play with rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud. Apparently Lamb, who it says, who played in Houston. Um, and then someone, like, co you know, expletive, it just says, I wish he would. C.J. is great. Uh, Micah Parsons' brother got in on the act as well on X. Terrence Parsons Jr. criticized defensive coordinator Dan Quinn and said Prescott needs to take a team-friendly deal or pack his bags. Uh, he also said the greatest crimes being done to Micah were by his own organization, and how they're using him. Uh, then I'll just kind of one more thing here: mention like, um, according to this, like uh, Micah Parsons at least, you know, he, his only comment was like, you know, supportive, positive, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be part of the team, blah blah blah, nothing major there. Uh, but, yeah, I'm just that, that caught my attention earlier this week, seeing uh, still some aftermath. You know, hey, great environment. Yeah, we're bringing Coach back. Let's run it back. And uh, apparently everybody, you know, the, the family members of some of the players are, are not pleased with that approach.
1: Yeah, it's mutiny. Good. Huh. Couldn't <laughs> happen to a better organization, right? you know. They right. Fall apart.
0: Yeah. 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 Well,
1: I feel bad for McCarthy truth is i like mccarthy i i thought he was fine you know it was probably time to go when when he went but yep. he did good things here i have no bad feelings towards him so i'm sad that he's dealing with all the nonsense <laughs> that goes with being a cowboys the cowboys coach but but it, uh, otherwise it's fun to watch him implode and now jara he looks like remember that show tales from the crypt <laughs> kind of looks like that yeah guy. the
0: crypt keeper crypt keeper
1: yeah, he looks a little bit like that guy. kind of runs the team like you figure that guy would run it, maybe. Ah, and it's been like that and, forever. Uh, like
0: That's what's amazing to me about this a little bit is that this is very predictable outcomes from all angles, right? I mean, I feel like it. I mean, I didn't, unfortunately, have a podcast a few years back when they hired McCarthy, but I'm like, this will be amazing probably how this goes. You know, McCarthy's good enough to win a bunch of games in the regular season, but you got Dak, you know, you got the the goofy owner, like you said. Um, it's just kind of a recipe for disaster, and another you know playoff meltdown that that we became all too familiar with uh, with McCarthy and here in Green Bay. Hopefully, it's
1: gonna last. Yeah. I think this this free fall is gonna last because eventually Jerry's gonna have to let go, right? And I think his kid takes over.
0: Yeah, and yeah, and he seems to have a similar approach.
1: Yeah, the billionaire uh, kid is usually even dumber than the billionaire, you know, and like, like Mark Davis, you know, that guy, the Raiders guy. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the guy. Yep.
0: Yeah. He's got, he does have an interesting, he's managed
1: to, he's managed to kind of screw up the Raiders. At least he got (laughs) them to Vegas and everything.
0: Well, you know, and, and also looking, I guess, at other like silver linings in the aftermath and, and this coincides as well, you know, breaking news is, um, uh, if you hadn't heard by now earlier today, it came out and actually Chris was the first one who alerted me to this, uh, kind of first thing this morning, almost, um, through, I think it w- was a Tom Palacero or, or however you say his name. And I got a uh, right up here from Zach Cruz from today on, uh, Packers wire. I think it's called, yeah. Packers wire, uh, Packers parting ways with defensive coordinator, Joe Barry whoops and uh that's what i meant to do yay um you know and 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 so there you go what we kind of been like looking at all year a lot of people expecting you know weren't even sure why they brought them back this year um at least a little bit of um you know i don't want to say silver lining necessarily when someone loses a job but you know at least there's a change like i i'm a little. You know, because I do browse some X and and some of the posts out there. And it's funny, every time stuff like this happens, it's very predictable that there's going to be a number of posts that probably everybody's just like dancing on his grave. And then there's a number of posts that are like, I do not take, you know, pleasure in someone losing their job. But to that end, I'm glad we're going in a different direction. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, hey, you know, I don't. I'm glad the Packers are making a change. It's not like anyone really gets too happy that someone got fired. Like, hey, you know, screw you, man. I'm sure Joe Barry's a nice guy. But there you have it, Chris. New defensive coordinator incoming. Yeah.
1: I I don't I have such mixed feelings about it. Um, but I felt did you when you watched the Niners game, did you kind of feel like that was I don't know even how to explain it. Like what, what the typical, the re- exact reason why you would want a new coordinator. <laughs> like yeah. they even, they played for most of the game. It felt like a really solid game. You know, they, they let McCaffrey yeah, get much. loose once Debo was out. So, you know, happy accident for them. You know, they're lucky yeah. that way, but they, they didn't give up a lot of big plays. They by and large did a really good job.
0: Absolutely. But then,
1: it it was like if if you watch them all year, even for the last few years, they had the lead in the fourth quarter. Yep. The yep. other team has the ball, and my mind immediately goes to, "All right, we're going to need a field goal." To top. You know, like there's not even a thought that they're going to get a stop. That you know, like if they would have forced the, you know, like if they would have like forced them to go for it on fourth down and fail or intercept like it would have blown my mind I was 100% <laughs> right. sure as soon as they took possession after the missed field goal that they were going to score a touchdown and it was just a matter of how much time are they going to have left to try and kick a few another you know get another field goal attempt there was zero percent chance they were going to stop on in my mind <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, just like the Giants game. Yep, so even when they, they play a relatively good game, if it comes down to the defense, that defense, I have zero faith in them. They're gonna give up a touchdown. It's you know, it's just gonna be a matter of if there's enough time to try and score points, and there was, and it ended terribly, but right, um. You know the flip side of it is they're giving up 200 yards rushing. Guys, there's not a guy within 10 yards of every receiver. You know that's them at their worst. Right. And then right. you really want them fired. At their best, they can play a great game for three and three quarters of a game and still like, mm-hmm. you know, cave at the worst possible time and oh yeah, you lose I'm, because of them.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a, that's so, a pretty good summary. I mean, and that's you're exactly right. I mean that's that's what stinks. And and a little bit to Joe Barry's credit or defense, like, it's been like this forever. He's not the first. You know, like, it'd be nice if we could ever fix this defense kind of problem we've had for, like, decades, basically. You know, there's, there's blips here and there. The 2010 Packers, of course, you know, the mid-90s with, you know, of course, Reggie White. You know, Hall of Fame players help Charles Woodson, guys like that. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, there's no confidence. There's no faith that that defense would have got you a stop and with 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 some improvements down the stretch it has been mentioned and i you know you and i have talked about this the last couple of times you know it seems to have coincided with um coach LaFleur when he said he would start to have more input on the defense you know so it's interesting i mean there i think there was some angst myself i had some that he you know they they improved enough down the stretch that maybe they'd try to bring them back or then there was a report earlier this week that technically he was still under contract because they had said, oh, they can just not bring him back. It's so easy. Lafleur won't even have to fire him. And then there was a report that said, no, no, they, they must have snuck in an extension even somewhere like a couple years ago. Um, so with all that being said, uh, a little bit of the background, like I said, it was uh, according to Tom Palacero of NFL Network, uh, Joe Barry will not return. LaFleur wasn't ready to make a decision as of Monday, but has since met with the entire coaching staff. So that was nice that it happened relatively quickly. You know, I was thinking we'd have to sit on this for like a week. Uh, It says Barry, who took over for Mike Penn spent three years in the job between 2021-2023. While the Packers' defense had impressive stretches and even finished in the top 10 in scoring for 2023, the unit was marred in inconsistency throughout the last do you know what DVOA is? I didn't even look that up, but that's like, you know, some of this new analytics stuff, all these new abbreviations. I'm not even sure what it means, but that seems like the the main metric for defense now.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it stands for. Something over average, defensive, uh, yeah. something over average. It It doesn't.
0: Yeah, okay. Know. So it's something they kind of chalk up to analytics. It says the Packers ranked 27th on defense in 2023, 25th in 2022, and 12th in 2021. it's So basically...
1: In right. that important metric. That yeah. It, all right. that sounds about right. I mean, if right. as far as the eye test goes, that seems about that seems about right. right. You know, like, the, I thought the most encouraging part about the whole thing, though, was, like, I started getting used to the Niners being the big bullies yeah. and sort of, like, manhandling the Packers. So I was kind of curious to see how the, like, hungry young team was going to do against the big bullies like if we were yeah. just going to get manhandled some more or if there was going to be a little more fight to them and uh, i thought personally watching that they seemed to have they matched matched them that way as far as like physical they they held up like you didn't see Bosa or Chase Young, and these guys just ruined the game like they were, like that Crosby did earlier in the season against the Raiders.
0: Yeah. And yeah. just like
1: ruined the whole game because they couldn't block them. Like they, they managed to like hold up. And it made me feel like maybe with the right person putting the pieces on the board, you know, like that they do have a, a defense or the, the players to have a defense that's good enough to yeah. do better than the division round.
0: Yeah, that's what's amazing. I'm glad you kind of brought that up again because you had you know made a comment earlier referring to like they weren't like terrible against San Fran, and you know that's to me that I was thinking that too. I'm like this wasn't they didn't get Kaepernicked like you had mentioned. You had coined that kind of phrase you know a few weeks back. You know they nobody went nuts and and you know I thought McCaffrey might tear them up or you know like you said you know the physicality was even kind of there. It seemed. I mean when. I mean, we never were the ones knocking guys out like Debo Samuel. That was always happening to us when we'd play the Niners. Like I say, we and us, like I was out there, you know, taking some hits. But, um, so I agree with that. Absolutely. That there was like, definitely like the gap seemed to have closed, uh, between like this year's, you know, matchup and a couple of years ago. But at the same time that what's so frustrating is just kind of the same, you know, we'll kind of get, I guess, into this a little bit more, but, um, as far as Barry goes, like, the chicken or the egg kind of thing or however you want to describe it. I mean, he's – Darnell freaking Savage, you know, has a game-changing play come right to him. You know, that's that's not Joe Barry dropping that interception. So, to me, that's right. I, I mentioned a minute ago, I, like, I'll defend Joe Barry just a touch because, you know, like you said, they played decent. You know, they held up okay against the Niners compared to previous matchups. And then you see stuff like that where – By my count, Savage had, like, three pretty big bad plays. (laughs) Like, he missed that pick six, potential pick six, you know, and then he had, uh, you know, he gets beat by Kittle because, you know, you see the replay and he kind of gets caught a little flat-footed right when Kittle's, you know, almost even with him and then basically runs past him and he can't recover. And then, uh, you know, of course, he had the big whiff tackle on McCaffrey for the touchdown. Um, You know, so there were some other things, plenty of other things going in there, but, you know, Darnell Savage, you know, joe barry's he, you know that's he's not making the plays
1: that's where that's where i i thought the same thing when they were talking about barry i'm like geesh if it really is about having a guy in position it always winds up being savage who's the guy in position yeah. and just doesn't make the you know whiffs on the tackle <laughs> at least he didn't just throw himself down at mccaffrey's feet like he normally yeah does. yeah you got like, like a hand on him or does. something where he throws himself down. The Packers have, you just they see do like a blur laugh. When you see this flash, like <laughs> across the ground, you yeah. always know it's savage trying to yep. act like he's tackling. Yeah.
0: Cause then I wait for the replay. Um, I'm like, who was that? That just flew right past him? And then, oh yeah, yeah. 26. Um, you know, yeah, and, and all these have, things are like, you know, I, I don't mean to question, you know, their athletics and, and they all seem like really nice players. I, I think Savage, you know, wants to come back and, but man, I just can't, I just can't with him anymore. I don't, you know, to me, it seemed like they had some success with him when they played him as like more of like a slot corner or something like that. Um, you know, maybe take some of that open space away from him, he might be better. But dang, you know that that's that's where I I think you can give a little bit of a, you know, it's you know it's not all Joe Barry uh, when you see just you know one guy have I think maybe he was doing his best to keep Barry. You know, like oh man, you know, great game plan if you didn't have a guy like Savage.
1: Yeah right. Get the man of safety and let him try again. You know, get yeah. him that can make a tackle or hold on to a ball that hits him between the numbers. I mean that that one. I
0: don't Unbelievable. Know how he
1: dropped that one. Yeah. I mean that was like right. I don't know what the hell.
0: And that's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just. Like
1: that's that's part of the se- that, it, that game was a good. I don't know. It had a lot of like things that made me think of the whole season. Like yeah, their best one of their best plays again.
0: Pass interference. pass interference play. <laughs> I was thinking about play. that, yeah, yeah.
1: You, you know? Yeah, because that's when all they could down,
0: do early on, you're right.
1: Just chuck it deep and let the guy run right into him. Have on your fingers crossed. Enough that, yeah, and it works. They're great at it. It, it should be like a play. I think LaFleur calls
0: it. On yeah. Pass. But these were pretty blatant, at least.
1: pass interference, right.
0: You know, at least these were like, you know, when you looked at the replays of some of those calls, it was it was pretty obvious, and you know and there's been there's been a lot of chatter about that but like um okay so Barry's fired and now other kind of breaking news today you know less less uh, noteworthy but i figured i'd mention it here uh they they fired their strength and conditioning coach chris Gizzy, who's kind of you know semi noteworthy <laughs> for um you know running out of the tunnel on the first game after 911 uh, uh but you know all the hamstring issues and things like that uh so no more chris Gizzy uh, as, as a little he bit of a scapegoat apparently and a little bit of a scapegoat, probably for that deal. And then, um, they
1: need a guy better in tune with hamstrings and chess,
0: <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> chess. Yeah, that's right. Um, the other thing, not major, major, but you know, at least to see quick quick action, you know, these things will, will have plenty of off season to get into the more of the nitty gritty of some of this. But uh, then the Packers quickly signed a kicker. Um, so if you hadn't seen that, uh, great. <laughs>
1: they, about two weeks too late. Thanks, Packers. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Um, so yeah, they signed. Uh, gosh, what what is this guy's name? I'm not. Uh, I'm gonna s-
1: P- Podlesny.
0: Podlesny, is that is that how you say it? Jack Podlesny. A
1: rugby
0: player? Uh, you know, it's amazing that he he's actually I think kind of smallish. Uh, so you got uh Anders who I think is like a you know six three six four kind of guy, and then this uh oh. Jack. Yeah, Jack Pod Podleski's six foot. He's like he's like my size, he's like six foot.
1: Probably a little, probably a little chubby, right? We're going complete opposite profile. <laughs> yeah, right. Podlesky's yeah. It, been it, eating sausage. Exactly. And sitting back. Yeah. Little pot belly.
0: He sounds like he could be a cheesehead, Podlesny, um, <laughs> to challenge Anders Carlson because Anders, you know, got, yeah, you know, tall. God bless him, he seems like a nice kid and stuff. But you need to have some competition, and Podlesny uh, went to Georgia. He's from Georgia. He was a first-team All-SEC kicker. So uh, there you go. Some immediate uh, competition in the off-season. at least uh, one, one kicker brought in.
1: Yeah. Maybe big picture. This will be a, a good thing for him and whatever. But... Uh,
0: right. Well, he, it, it,
1: you isn't... know, like, it, it, it was... I mean, even that thing with LeFleur and how he, he told that dude he, he'd praise a little. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was weird.
1: Kick, I mean... Yeah. Oh my that, gosh! That t- I know what he's saying, though. Don't you pray a little too? I'm like, oh god! Like when he ran out there before the miss on Saturday, that's all I could think was, oh man, he's there's is he like the same confidence I had in the defense at the end was how yeah. I felt when he trotted out there. If we would have trotted out a short little puddy, pudgy Pod Podleski to do it, I probably <laughs> would have had more confidence. Yeah, I guess he- him. I was just like, there's no way. I was waiting for the. I was waiting for him to actually hit the post. little extra salt in the wound that noise
0: yeah yeah no i mean i i don't have a strong reaction because you know at some point i guess i got to that place and i had mentioned it just about every week when we would when we would talk on hump day is you know and then anders is gonna miss a kick you know like i just started to and turns out like after he missed this one in the playoffs uh, you know all the write-ups are like yeah he's missed kicks in like five straight games been consistent with that not saying it's forgivable um but i yeah it's, it's uh interesting or you know like they lived and died with the rookie kicker and a lot of people talk uh at least locally some of the radio guys like why didn't you bring in a veteran for the last couple weeks uh to me that just i don't know i mean i don't think he was ever that much of a train wreck you know that you would bring in. you would was. miss one kick you would He would miss one was. kick
1: that- that's not acceptable, though. For a professional kicker, you miss one yeah. kick a game. That's yeah. ridiculous. You can't have that. And I get it. You bring him. And you probably destroy the kid's confidence. <laughs> yeah. You've already given up on him. They think he's going to get through it on the other end. That's their philosophy on everything, it seems like. So yeah. I, I get it. But that's a, that was a 41-yard kick. It that That's not even. You know, if he misses a 55-yarder. Holy shit! You know what I mean? That's yeah. a, that's a tough kick. This is barely a more than an extra point nowadays. That he's any he, there's zero like he was gonna miss it, and it's just like, ugh. we got a guy that can't make a kick. And the only reason he didn't get hung for it before is because it never really cost them anything. You know what I mean? In well, the big yeah. Picture,
0: I mean that's kind of what I mean. Like, yeah. Like, ugh, you yeah. Know, like
1: you at least make it when you're supposed to, like we've been dodging bullets all year and it makes sense that finally it costs, it costs them, you know, Blech. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's terrible. I, and, and I, I agree with all of that. It's just like at the same time, it's not like, like to me, it would have been a little surprising if they suddenly went out and signed a, <laughs> a veteran kicker and put this kid on the shelf. Like, you know, it, it seems just like at least in some of the, you know, local talk radio and stuff I've heard is, Maybe a little bit of you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, like you, you know, like as coaches and stuff. I mean, whatever. It just seemed a little odd that you know they would go out and sign someone rookie kicker. They rode with them all year. Maybe wasn't the wisest choice. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's a little. Uh, I don't know about the Basaccia guy, the the special teams oh, coach. Like know. you know, it seems like he's pretty well entrenched. You know, we got I think even a promotion last year. But he's the one that was all about this Anders Carlson. So it's like, you know, do you blame the kid or do you blame the coach? I mean, he, he totally just carved out this kid was going to be the kicker for the Packers.
1: I blame the kid. Um, <laughs> but he, he might be, maybe he's really good. And like the hindsight is 2020 thing. Yeah. If you told me at the beginning of the season, we're going to have a team that's going to be able to compete literally to, to get to the Super Bowl like I was by by the second half of the game against San Francisco I was like they legitimately can beat anybody yeah apparently or hang with anybody and if they beat San Francisco, They're going to this, you know, like I honestly believe they'd stomp Detroit or T in my delusional Packer fan mind. You know, I was like, Oh my gosh.
0: Well, I don't think that's that delusional by the way they smashed the Cowboys. They would have beaten the Niners at that point, you know, two of the really top dogs all year.
1: Best team in the league, Niners. You know, like and we're gonna ride with a rookie kicker that's missed 13 kicks this year. (laughs) I would say you're out of your mind. You know, like why would we have a rookie kicker? But I think. With the st- at the start of the season, this was a rebuilding year. We weren't going to be like kicking field goals in the fourth quarter of the divisional round of the playoffs. We were going to be right. six and ten or, or absolutely or whatever it is now seven and ten. And well, and it was and a... growing for the future, you know. Like yeah. so, I-, I don't know. I get it. It's just a shame that it it wound up biting them at the worst time, you know. Yeah, it I mean, it bit them a few weeks ago, and it didn't matter.
0: Yeah, true, and I think that's partly what what a lot of the angst and and you know kind of the the 2020 hindsight is about too is just you know it it felt also predictable um, that you know and that seems to be like my you know word of the day here is I keep talking about things being predictable outcomes or whatever but yeah I mean to that to that point that's that's a fair point I should say is that you know you'd seen him or I was even saying or joking you know he's gonna miss the kick every week and uh, I was right. You know, yep. not that I'm, like, a great prognosticator, but more like, yeah, if you're if you're the guy that's in the organization, you know, if you can see him miss a kick every week, maybe you should do something about it.
1: Yeah, odds. I mean, odds. It was to a point where you'd be willing maybe to bet some of your stuff that he would miss kicks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah there like was it was a line to bet. Yeah, sure, he's going to for sure miss it. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then in the aftermath, I think it comes out, you know, so besides, like, the five in a row, uh, I think, wasn't it, like, 10 out of 12 like in he missed a kick in 10 out of 12 games down the stretch. That's
1: a not lot. Not good, right? Terrible. <laughs> no. And I mean I guess didn't Crosby had a year with the Yips. All these guys have had those years right. I suppose at some point. And if this is his and he's going to get his act together and whatever, I guess I guess we'll see they they seem right. invested in him. They're not going to True. They got or whatever. True. Is, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. Think he's or who? It.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, and that's yeah. the thing. You know, and the one good point I would have been, you know, some of the local yeah. commentary has been, is that Anders didn't really earn, you know, the the loyalty that the Packers had given him. You know, when you talk about like a down season for a guy like Mason Crosby or some of the other kickers, it's because they had already been doing it for three, four, five years in the league you know, you know, they're, you know, for the most part reliable, and then they get the yips, like you said, you know, Anders, he didn't even have, like, that great of numbers in college, and then, even in, uh, training camp, it was a topic all training camp, that this kid's missing a lot of kicks, you know, and then it was, you know, all preseason, yeah, yeah, he missed this one, but he came back and made this one, so it was like every time, like, yeah, he'll miss one kick, but, you know, yeah, he does come back and make most of them, you know, like, so, yeah, maybe he'll be awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I can also understand the frustration of that. This has been a day one problem. And then to have it really in a moment where, you know, the one point, and I don't want to really talk this way cause it's sad, but you, you never know, like you kind of assume, yeah, we'll get them next year when you have such a young group. Uh, but you never know. So that's part of the frustration is you had the Niners just on the ropes and, um, uh, you know, a guy had been missing kicks all year. Does it again?
1: It was amazing, though, to me. Like, so there was. don't maybe even saw it on Espn.com, dot com, like a little article about if the Packers should be the odds on favorites to win. Oh, the really? Super Bowl next? Year. No, no, I didn't see it. Really? <laughs>
0: yeah. I was kind of wondering, <laughs> yeah, like, where, is, where 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 they're gonna land on the hype wheel next year? Like, pretty hyped or not? Oh,
1: yeah. I think they're gonna be way way hyped, right?
0: And I don't Coming see out why out not
1: this, the scrappy team. And they're only going to get in in better shape. It sounds like cap wise.
0: Yes. I mean, it's not going to be awesome. Like uh, th- t- next year, I guess still no, has some pain and, and back to Anders. I mean, I know that, you know, he's, he's yep. the cheap rookie and, you know, Mason Crosby just by like default, would have, they would have had to pay him like 1.2 million or something. Cause he's been in the league for so long. Um, so, you know, that was largely a financial decision. Uh, to to have to go in that direction with the cap issues they were facing this year. just again, kind of a rip the band-aid off year. I mean, i I haven't really been saying rebuilding, you know, I, that's the way I've been more saying is this like a rip the bandAid year with the cap. You know, they haven't they didn't have yeah. cap room, you know, Rogers and all the things. and then Bakhtiari's contracts, you know, huge, and he's not playing. Um, so anyways, you know I that, thought
1: though I thought it you I thought it for I thought it was rebuilding for sure. See reed being as good as he was wicks being as good as well he sure is. yeah um the either craft came like second half of the season <laughs> yeah, like yeah. a real tight end musgrave the part that he can't stay on his feet all the time notwithstanding turned yeah, out yeah. to look like he was like that seam threat that we haven't had forever so like all of us like I, they can't have possibly planned for all these guys to be able to contribute the way they did, you know. So like, it turned into like a competitive, yeah. Holy shit, they have a real team season after all.
0: It was amazing. I, I, yeah, I,
1: I kind of going into it, I can't imagine. Not that they were just going to roll over, but I can't imagine they expected to get as far as they did.
0: Well, With no that, one did. You know what right? I mean? like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like you always so, everybody has their goals, but the you gotta be realistic games. too, you know? No no right. they, you so know, the, like the
1: cheap why pay a kicker four million dollars right. or whatever kickers are yeah. for now when you can get a rookie for cheap that'll miss ten kicks in twelve games or yeah,
0: something. right. That's exactly kinda of what I mean. Kinda of made sense going into it, you know. I I mean, I'm not anywhere, you know, near the in, ins and outs of what it would take to bring a guy in, you know, if you're making a playoff run unexpectedly, but um, you yeah. know, there there's some of that chatter here. Um other thing, and I am
1: not like the the death threats guy. Like <laughs> well of I course or whatever. I probably wouldn't um, be talking to you if, if you were. But but if I was <laughs> okay. I mean, after he after he missed that <laughs> kick, oh my god. I I I was so yeah. like, oh,
0: well i hear you you know it was one kick it was was three points but like at the same time like let me let me throw this at you and uh by the way uh i do have a just
1: uh, for your listener i'm not condoning death threats
0: i understand (laughs) but i do have a blog on the website called cheese curds where i post like summary of the the topics and articles that i'm looking at here while we're talking um, so what I kind of, I like to be a little bit devil's advocate when I hear everyone going off and see all the comments about the kicker, which is fair. I mean, the guy's getting paid. He's got it. You know, like, like I said, I, maybe I blame the coach a little more, you know, for not fixing that, uh, compared to the kid that's out there. Um, but what do you think about then the, the, can, the dis- I, can I ask? Wh- go ahead.
1: As far what do you, when you say fixing it, what do you mean? Like teaching them how to kick or like how to mentally get past the fact that he can't make it or bring in the veteran. Like everybody
0: says, maybe they should have, you know, like, don't, don't have a rookie kicker out there. That's proven that he's going to miss a (laughs) kick every week for 10 out of 12 weeks. Like someone should fix that. Like all of the above, all of the above, like that's, (laughs) you know, get her fixed. any and all reason, you know, whether that's, you know, fixing his technique. And I think even didn't coach LaFleur say something like that, like, well, if we'd known how to fix it, we would have fixed it. Like that was kind of a yeah. you know, terrible response, so, but go ahead.
1: So but you're so you're saying not necessarily fix him, but fix the situ if you're gonna if you're gonna trot someone out there, make it anyone that's gonna actually make a kick. Well, right, if like it's not him, somebody else.
0: Clearly he had he had shown, you know, a a, a proven track record of missing kicks. So at some point, isn't it on the decision makers that are still putting them out on that job to say, here, try again, here, try again. You know what I mean? That's kind of what I mean. Like ease up on the kicker, maybe himself, you know, yeah, he missed one, but you know, there's people getting paid way more money than him to make these decisions, um, you know, and, and decided that he was, he was worthy of having those opportunities in a divisional playoff game on the road in the rain at San Francisco. But enough about that. Because my it's devil's advocate saying. thing is, I want to say, well, then how come what what we would have had three points if we would have kicked a field goal early in the game? What do you feel about Lafleur going for it on? That one? Well, but who's to who's say, who's say who's he wouldn't have? Could, you know, he only misses one per miss game. Other he hasn't, you know. Oh,
1: he missed two.
0: So like, he misses two. That's what Ooh, I mean. Like, I get I'm, I get a little wound because it's like, well, there's like you know, sixty plays that happen. Yes, it sucked. He missed it. But, it, but you all, t- we talked about already, you know, the defense let them go right down the field, all that. So I just, I just say like, anyways, yeah, what do you think of going for it? Would you, were you in agreement you with that? Yeah.
1: hundred percent. You're the right. You're the underdog, nothing to lose. You have a golden opportunity. What I didn't care for uh-huh. was when did we become the Eagles <laughs> with the, we don't, that's not a play that they run. If you're going to go for it in that situation and give up which should be an automatic three points, but for the Packers is not, but that it would have been a chip shot for anybody. Right. That's yeah. About where they were, they weren't that far away. So like,
0: yeah, they were on about, I have a little did, snippet here. Um, and by the way, like I said, of the blog cheese curds articles will be up there. I don't know if Chris, let me finish that thought. Um, but yeah, yeah, it looks right here that they're on about the 13, no, 14-ish, 14-yard line when 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 that took place. And to me, so like call it a
1: better play. You know, there's they have they uh, they have so many plays it seems like the the quick little screen things, the quick r- hit run oh, yeah, plays, yeah. you know, like they have so many ways to get a yard or less than a yard.
0: What I it what just I hated It
1: like that was dumb.
0: What I hated on that too. And it was rushed. Exactly. Was the hurry up. That was my thing. I kept, I was saying exactly as it happened. I'm like, what are you hurrying up? Don't hurry up. Take your time. It's poured down. This is important. Don't hurry up. And then they hurry up, tush push or whatever they freaking call it now. And I'm like, seriously, you know, like, I don't know who put, who took that one, you know, but okay. So in what's, you know, one of the articles I have here and, and you don't see this very often titled this way. And I'm kind of, you know, using this as a good reminder on what to talk about. Uh, But there's another one from uh, Zach Cruz, Packer Wire, uh, from the January 21st a couple days ago. How 15 missed opportunities versus the 49ers cost the twenty twenty-three Packers a trip to the NFC Championship. At this point, Chris, we've only covered like two or three. You know what I mean? 15. 15 missed opportunities uh, Zach has in his write-up here. Uh, we got Darnell's missed uh, interception, the first blown red zone trip. So I mean that was kind of a thing too. You know, great they took the ball. We're we're we're, we're not deferring anymore. Awesome, love that. But then they 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 have to settle for three on that first drive. Um, we talked a little bit about Savage and the interception, and then now we're on, we're only on item number three, the turnover on downs. Yeah, on that first or that second uh, possession.
1: I was literally sh- like shouting in my car listening to the radio after that game not like right (laughs) after but like the next day or whatever on my way to work (laughs)
0: yeah
1: because they kept saying you know they're still one of those teams they're very talented but they have to play the perfect game to beat these and i'm like the perfect game that there were so many mistakes and they've been mistake prone all year but not even to that level where it was like oh my gosh like Yes. If any one of these things would have been different, you know, like they just made mistake after mistake between the interceptions and, you know, like just the bonehead things, not converting on fourth and less than a yard, missing a field goal.
0: Yeah. And kind of doing it dumb. Like, like you said, the hurry up, the hurry up, you know, sneak thing was like, they haven't done that forever. Like, why would you do that there? Yeah. Two dropped
1: interceptions. Like, yeah. they, they could have overcome a lot. They lost by three points. And I mean, the Niners didn't turn the ball over. They, I mean, they didn't have Debo. So, like, I get it, but like, they had everybody else and they held them in check for the most part. Yeah. You know, like, I it, just, that's what I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what was so tough about this one is it just. You know, somehow the the Niners, they do enough to win. Like, they they don't do it pretty, but they just do enough to win against the Packers. Because, what was it, a couple years ago or whenever they did the, you know, we were winning like 10-3 to or something almost that whole game. And then they block a a punt, you know, and then all of a sudden it's 10-10. So here was kind of that same thing. So item number four, we're only up to four here on, on Zach's 15 items. Uh, He calls this one the second 49ers drive, and he just basically says there are several, like, you know, third down opportunities, Uh, one of those after a conversion. Then he says Devondre Campbell came unblocked off the edge on a blitz but hesitated for just half a second, and it allowed Purdy to get off a pass. Um, You know, could have possibly had a sack fumble there, a big play. Uh, Let's see, launched a ball out of bounds, but that's when he wasn't flagged for grounding. That's been a little bit controversial. Uh, and then, uh, the wasn't pe- it?
1: You know, like mm-hmm. people, it's, I always think it makes people sound stupid when they say it, but it was like one of those stupid games where afterwards I w- was feeling like I wish they would have lost by like 30.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I you don't know what I mean. Yeah, like after the season they had, I would have come away from a 30 point loss thinking. Young yeah. team not there yet. You know what I mean? This is the best team in the league, not good enough for the best team in the league, but on the right track. Like I could I could have felt better licking my wounds after a loss like that. Yeah. Than feeling like they lost by three points on the road to supposedly the best team in the league, them or Baltimore, and made so many dumb mistakes. <laughs> you know, like thinking about like, Well, what if this and what if that? Yeah. What you know, like
0: Yeah, that's it, what's been just, tough.
1: It, it was harder to it was harder to digest cuz they were right so close
0: well and i think that's what makes like you know there's ptsd from the 2014 uh championship game with with uh, the seahawks same kind of thing you know they had the game they had it you know in this game they were leading in the fourth quarter heck they were leading most of this game you know and i couldn't believe it and and still couldn't figure, figured figured no. out ways to lose it
1: i thought of you when um and it, it was going into that after we took the ball and settled for a field goal. Yeah. And they had the ball before halftime. I yeah. I was kind of yeah. getting that feeling again. Like, for sure, they're going to get me.
0: The, the double dip. Yeah. But, the, yeah, but hey, so we like, blocked oh, the field is, goal. Yeah.
1: I know. I was thinking, like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be, what, 21 to 6 by the time the offense gets the ball back. <laughs> and Unreal. It's going to be game over. Yeah. And instead, yeah, what was it? Blocked field goal. And then just forced a punt coming out of halftime right like no turnovers or anything but i think they forced a a punt and came out of it down seven six after that when they had the ball the packers had the ball down seven six after all that i started to believe and then when they scored i was like oh my gosh right it's it's gonna happen i can i let like a moron i convinced myself it was gonna happen i let the fan take over you know and then
0: But you you had every right to, you know, like, you know, again, that's, you know, and you said it like these, this, these games are almost, you know, more heartbreaking because you just see the ability there. You know, it's, 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 I give us Packer fans credit because there was also a lot of bad officiating that, you know, got pointed out. I saw an X, like a a face mask on Jones late in the game, that touchdown run, Jonathan Owens, even though Savage does his whiff, uh, Jonathan Owens gets a pretty good shove in the back right before, you know, McCaffrey breaks past them. So, you know, it did feel like, I don't know what it is, you know, where the Niners Packers, it's that revolving door of certain teams seemed able to match up and beat each other. But yeah, Packers just couldn't come through. I mean, uh, you know, 15 missed opportunities. You got, like you said, the two missed interceptions. Uh, the other one was, uh, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, um, you know, you had big runs where they just couldn't get it in the end zone too. I don't think they scored on Jones's run, right? I mean, he had that huge run. You think like the game's over, and they just they, they if those guys could have broken enough tackles, him and Keyshawn, you know, and get those in the end zone. Did you
1: did you hear that uh, Jones on that big run? said he felt his hammy tighten up again <laughs> it had to like throttle down a little bit yeah he was questioning whether he should have just went for it you know like doesn't surprise me let though it blow out
0: i mean you know he's probably yeah. exhausted i mean he was playing his tail off in that game and then busting a big run that were like that late um dude
1: he, that guy is awesome though like the, hit the last five games that was his. Absolutely, one of the last five games was ridiculous. That's like the best he's ever been.
0: Yeah, I mean he's got to come back, right? I mean, uh, you know, he's such a great like locker room presence. You know, all that stuff that you hear. Um,
1: I saw a thing they got to bring him back, right? During that that five game run, they averaged thirty point four points per game. Oh my god! So yeah. like that's I mean by that's like top what? I mean, that might be the top in the like, that's top five points in the league for sure. If you could do that for a season.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh,
1: that's, I think it, it's directly tied to him. Well, he's it, a, he's amazing. And you, he it, is really good.
0: And you see the footage coming out kind of, you know, we talked about it a little bit last week where the, you know, Jaden Reed going up to him saying how much he loves him and respects him and blocks for him. And, and, and some of that stuff, I mean, so when you lose a guy like Rodgers, I shouldn't say lose or trade him, you got to kind of wonder where you know who's the veteran guy. And it, and it clearly turned out to be Aaron Jones for this young roster, You know, for a lot of those guys to probably look up to, especially on offense. Not quite sure if there's a guy like that on defense right now. I mean, maybe Kenny Clark a little bit, but he's kind of quiet. I mean, I don't know. There, there's a little bit of a leadership vacuum, I think, on that defense right now. Maybe Quay Walker next year going into year three. Um, you know, we, we'll have a whole offseason to start eventually getting excited about, you know, who's gonna do what in, in the next season. Um but I yeah. I wonder
1: how I wonder how what they expect. I mean Jair's a goofball. Yeah. But if he's happier with a different a different scheme or they, they decide to use him like uh I kinda you know, like I kinda get what he's saying in a in a way like you're he's getting all this money and he still plays zone for the sure side of yeah. the field and like he's probably thinking like he's ready to ball out and put me on their best guy and I'll shut his ass down and like you know they don't use him that way it's got to be kind of frustrating to feel like you're just like out there running around like everybody else not being used the right way so I, maybe yeah. like in the right situation he takes some sort of a leadership role cuz it seems like at least the the defensive backfield the young impressionable guys that they have um, respect him a little bit, look up to him the th- from the things you read. like
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Him
1: when he was suspended and, you know, like, so this year he was not that guy, but I wonder if they expect that a little bit from him just because the, the defensive backfield still so young and he'll, yeah. he's got some years in and he is like when he's out there, right. He's, I mean, yeah. He made the play against Dallas. Like he's out there doing his thing. Like he definitely changes the way. If you have a guy that knows how to use him, to lock somebody down, live and die by him. If he's that good, they they paid him like he's that good. That's what those guys are supposed to do.
0: Yeah, and and that's I mean a lot of the local talk has been like that as well. Um, you know, especially with the news of Joe Barry uh, being uh, let go and the the you know chatter already on what kind of coach you bring in or what kind of scheme you bring in. And that was definitely something some of the local uh, commentators are saying about, you know, why not just play Jair man to man? That's his deal. You know, let him let them just shut down one receiver. Like that's, you know, that's why you pay them all that money. Um, and, and so that's, Isn't that's, that I mean, still, I think that's what's right? a lot like, of Packer fans have been frustrated with that. The whole Joe Barry scheme is because, I mean, you remember this goes back to even the opening game last year. You know that Justin Jefferson went off for whatever 180 yards and whatever it was, you know, running by himself all over the field, and uh, you know, meanwhile, Packer fans and Jair Alexander are just all kind of wondering, like, why, what, why don't maybe you put Jair on him, Uh, you know? And so that, you know, as much as that defense might have made incremental progress, uh, kind of circling back a little bit to Joe Barry getting fired, uh, certainly, certainly a a slice of silver lining. ahead
1: you know what i mean like and and we know that if you have one guy that can take away the other team's biggest weapon it frees up someone else to like blitz or you know what i mean like you can start being a little more aggressive instead of just doing the so who knows maybe maybe with someone using them the right way and with a little more depth back there yeah it'll be interesting to see and
0: i think we can all I, I appreciate coach LaFleur and the, and the, and the folks at, uh, Packers, whatever, uh, taking care of Joe Barry pretty quickly. Cause you know, that helps shake off a little bit of that, that, that hangover of losing, you know, now you're like, all right, Oh, okay. You know, we're making some changes already. You know, had they, had they stuck with Joe Barry, Chris, I admit like this, that would have been a tough pill to swallow. And I was, I, I was legitimately concerned they were going to maybe figure out a way to justify bringing him back. Um, you know, because they were so, improved, but you know, like we talked about early on in the in the broadcast, like uh he, I mean the, the defense was was an immediate letdown, you know, as soon as they got that, that opportunity to give up a game winning drive.
1: So the way you're talking, I don't know if you know about this yet. So um according to that guy Schefter. Yeah, Adam you know Schefter. Yeah, he's he says that there's still a possibility that yeah. he remains on the staff in some capacity, but just not as coordinator, the defensive coordinator. So that, yeah, that virus that's I, yeah, I've heard some of that. Yeah, going to be
0: there. I've heard the local guys eat. talking about that, and, and and to me, this was kind of my immediate, you know, point or thought is like, well, if they get a new D coordinator, are you saying that they're going to say it's contingent upon you keeping this guy we're trying to fire? Like, I don't know that that seems a little far fetched. To say, like, you know, and this has, I think, been, you know, a possibility in the past to say, well, quote, unquote, possibility, right? You know, it's a possibility, you know, so the guy... Throws out a, a comment that says it's a possibility. Well, a lot of things. It's a possibility. I could be defensive coordinator too. Like you know, no, it's not. It w- no, it's not. See it's, though,
1: he might be. Assi- so he might be like assistant to the traveling secretary, right? Like something like that.
0: Maybe the new yeah. guy says, yeah. "Hey, I'll interview him to be like you know the shoe guy or something. Whatever it is, you know, it's a possibility <laughs> that he could get interviewed for a job. I guess you know, it's a possibility. Yeah." Um, so I'm not gonna worry That's about that for now. That's Why would you? Floors, That's just Schefter your, trying to like, ruin our good news. Don't ruin the good news. Like
1: a, if you had like a bro, huh. and you he, your bro had to fire you, yeah, wouldn't you feel like? Or if you were if you were in the floor shoes, wouldn't you almost feel like? Don't worry, like I'll make sure we got a spot for you. But you're you're ruining our defense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think so. We do. I don't think so. I think no, I'm
1: just kidding. I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. either. But I just thought it was funny. Cause like for everybody that just like desperately wanted him fired, it was hilarious to me that like you got your wish and he's yeah. not running the defense anymore, but, but he's, he's going to still, still be there. Yeah. And, no, and I'll, I'll cross that bridge when we get to it. It's be hard to get rid of.
0: Well, here's a, here's a good summary of the miscues. We'll, we'll get off of that 15 items. Cause that's quite a long la- la- laundry that's list lot, here. It's a little yeah. more condensed. Yeah. So, here, we'll rattle them off for you, Chris. And this is under another heading from Packers Wire. It's like, you know, a few things one went right. Well, you know, it was okay. And then, you know, the what went wrong. It was just amazing. You know, the thing about the stupid 49ers. You know, the team that, you know, just if you could beat one team right now for us, please. Uh, the Packers managed just six points on three red zone trips in the first half. Uh, that That's bad. Uh, the lost points ended up being oh. crucial late. The Packers went three and out, missed a field goal, and had a turnover on three fourth quarter possessions. Anders Carlson missed a kick for the sixth straight game. He had misses in 10 of the 12 final games. Uh, an early turnover t- on downs took away points. A potentially poor spot wasn't reviewed. Yeah, I kind of was surprised LaFleur wasn't going to throw the challenge on that because that's points. You know, that, yeah,
1: I, but did you get the feeling it was one of those that they were going to say, oh, it's a big pile? It's so, yeah, close. I know, I know, but but you field,
0: see coaches you know? throw that damn red flag all the time on things that look pretty like eh, really you're going to challenge that, you know, to I me. Mean? So just being down there early in its first half, like I don't care if you lose a timeout in the first half. Um, but anyways, yeah, I was yeah. kind of a little surprised he didn't uh challenge it. Uh, he mentions here too, love threw behind Tucker Craft for an interception well, I'm sorry. Love threw behind Tucker Kraft for an interception and his final throw was a terrible one. He threw an interception for the first time since December 11th. Uh, the Packers dropped multiple interception opportunities provided by Brock Purdy including a potential pick six drop by Savage. Final turnover turtle tur- turnover turtle turnover total Packers 2, 49ers 0. Uh, on the bright side, Nick Bosa didn't have a sack. So the line did some good things. Um, you know, Jones had a nice night, like we mentioned, uh, but he, but he finished with five quarterback hits and a few run stops.
1: What were you scared when Tom went out?
0: Uh, A little bit. I saw some chatter on X today that people pointed out, like, you know, did that coincide with, you know, the crummy fourth quarter? Uh, you know, you didn't have your right tackle in there and he had been holding up so good against Nick Bosa.
1: I thought he did fine though. Yeah. Yash? Yeah, that's what. The, Yash oh, held up. Yeah,
0: I don't know. That's what people were kind of I just was, saying. Yeah. Like it, it seemed coincidental that once Tom went out, they had a little more trouble, but whatever. Uh, 49ers. Well, here's mean. that defense of yours. Um, the 49ers were 10 for 16 on third down. That's the worst, right? The Packers all year had trouble. I, I uh, Maybe we'll look it up in the offseason, but just felt like anything less than third and 15 was easily convertible for the, the opponent. So, yeah, the 49ers were 10 for 16 on third down, including two conversions on the go-ahead drive. And then the last one he notes here, Savage got beat by George Kittle for a 32-yard touchdown in the first half. And then Jonathan Owens missed tackles on both of McCaffrey runs, touchdown runs. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. Barry's gone. There's a new kicker in town. The offseason's underway technically. And uh, we can start maybe, I guess, uh, looking ahead any – you know, final thoughts on what you were thinking during that Packer game? Did you do everything right? No, did you Did you do everything really. the same?
1: I didn't I, change my routine. I stood up a lot. Like we did for the Bears. Yeah. I think I'm in finally in like the, was it the last stage acceptance? <laughs> yeah. The stage is Yeah. I think I'm in, ex- I think I'm finally to acceptance.
0: And, um. It's crazy how it is. It's the
1: arrows. It's happy that the arrows trending up. I, who would have expected they'd even get this far? It was a fun roller coaster of a ride. Yeah, that's the but, thing. Um,
0: you know, the low expectations to start with, but when you start to see that potential late in the year, you know, you forget about October so quickly. Yeah. But it was it's it, not potential. Now it's a missed opportunity. You know? Exactly. It just
1: feels like oh, it was so close and yeah, exactly let it get away.
0: Yeah, that was that but, was something else. Cause you know, would have been a nice shock the world moment. We just the Packers haven't had it seems like one of those probably since like 2010 Super Bowl run. You know, they've pretty much been a favorite type kind of team ever since, um, except for this year. You know, and then they come into it with yeah. Jordan Love, and and they had a chance to really kind of shock the world a little bit, and now they'll be you know a little bit favorites, I guess, going into next year. Um, you know, eventually, yeah. I mean, with the season winding down, I'm still going to be trying to come at uh, once a week or so might take a little time off in March or something, but I don't know, maybe I can bug you for some draft talk and things going forward here in the off season. What do they got? Like five out of the top 100 picks. Do you, do you know top of your head by chance?
1: I don't know. It's something like that. I know they have a lot of picks though. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: there, there's already some bright sides to look forward to just, ah, Dog on 49ers, you yeah. know, like I'm just so sick of losing to them, like every Packer fan pretty much. Um, and this one was one of the worst because it felt like the Packers were, were the better team. And just they just, you know, they couldn't find a way to win that one. They kind of let it slide.
1: I found my I found my kind of solace in thinking about. Do you ever see the the NFL films like the half hour year in review that they yeah, do before yeah. the start? of? Oh, the season? of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, with some stupid theme to it, you know. <laughs> yeah, like some yeah. Stupid theme to it. Underdogs, twenty twenty two. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson or <laughs> Christian Slater like narrate it and yeah. whatever. But it's usually it's all as well done NFL films like, and I thought like when I see that, and it starts with like highlights of them just destroying Dallas, you know, the super yeah. team and all these great highlights it'll make me feel so much better about the season because it was an amazing amazing successful season in a quote-unquote rebuilding year whatever you want to call it right to get where they got this year and love love turns out to be good overwhelming success but to be so close yes um they they ruined it for me a little (laughs) damn them
0: well, I feel better when I look around and I, I'll remind myself at times, you know, they lasted longer than teams like I don't know, you know, Miami or or Houston, uh some of the teams Philadelphia. So there's that, like you said, you know, everybody nobody expected Buffalo. much. Yeah. So I mean they're they're down to one of the final uh you know, few teams, which is awesome. Bonus football kinda helps shorten the winter around here uh in northeast Wisconsin for sure when you got these games to look forward to. Um, but yeah, you know when there, when when you feel like there's such an opportunity there uh, to let it go was tough, but but hopefully, like I said, at least thanks to the t- thanks to the front office at, at Lambeau, uh, changes already underway. I think help help at least turn the page pretty quickly on this one, and uh, we'll start. You know, keep looking forward to any you know pending announcements on on who they fill the defensive coordinator position with, uh, some roster changes. I mean, the free agent list isn't too brutal this year. Uh, there's a matter of fact, a few guys, I, I don't think they wouldn't be better off if they let them go, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Um, what do you, uh, now, now Chris, let me ask you this, and, and we'll start to wind it down here uh, with just a few minutes left. But with the Packers being out, I said last time, when they're in it, I want to watch every minute of playoff football. Uh, when they lose Saturday night, my my interest wanes a little bit. I didn't quite dig into as much of, you know, beginning to end football on Sunday. What about you? Are you dialed in for the championship games coming up this weekend?
1: Um, I, I'm not going to plan around them, but yeah. I'll probably, you know, if I'm around, I'll I'll probably turn them on for a little while. Like on the game Sunday.
0: Yeah, both of them, Yeah,
1: uh, it, it was uh, too soon. No, these last Oh, games, oh okay, gotcha, gotcha. Those yeah. games, great games, blah, 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 too soon. <laughs> I didn't watch a minute of either one of them. Yeah. Uh, couldn't have cared less. But I think for the – the championship games. I'll, I'll probably catch some of them, some of it and, and stick with it if they're good games.
0: Yeah, you know, I'd watched most of the games after the Packer game, but not nearly the same level of interest. You know, it, it kind of still was stinging a little bit. Um, so you've got coming up on uh, Sunday. Actually, I was kind of surprised that the early game is uh, Kansas City uh, in, at Baltimore. So Mahomey and Taylor Swift, the Kansas City Swifts, Are gonna go play at Baltimore, their second road game unexpectedly. Like I I was kind of rooting Bills, uh, but they went into Buffalo and took care of business. Kelsey was up in the booth, the other Kelsey, like you know, jumping in and out of the the booth like big spectacle there. It's like an entourage thing now going on with Swift and them. Um so right now Baltimore is a three and a half point favorite, forty-four and a half over under. Uh, that again is a two p.m. Uh, start. Cheese head time on CBS. Any thoughts on that one, Chris? I guess I'm rooting for Baltimore. I'm, I haven't been shy about not being a real big Chefs fan uh, or the Kansas City Swifts uh, for a while since they've been showing kind of being more whiny, you know, about calls and whatever. Going back to you know six eight weeks ago. Uh, what about you? What do you think of that game? Um,
1: I don't. I haven't seen a lot of Baltimore. I I know yeah. what they did to the Niners. And I, I guess I have maybe more faith than I should in Mahomes. Always
0: he keeps winning. So like
1: I would, I would, I wouldn't bet against them. I know he loses sometimes, but I wouldn't be shocked if they go to Baltimore and and win. Yeah. Again.
0: Yeah, I you think know? you like know. I just I watched a bit more of Baltimore late in the year. I watched the game last weekend. You know, they got more going on than I probably get. I think Lamar is is quite a beast too. You know, he he doesn't quite have those Super Bowls like, you know, Mahomes, so I guess we don't like you said we don't see him as much in, in our parts as far as being able yeah. to see him on television, but um yeah, I think yeah. I think yeah. Baltimore will be a handful
1: for he is the reputation I think for pooping his pants in the playoffs.
0: Well, right, right. I mean, that's that's the big stigma with him is he's got you know all the tremendous wins during the regular season, but uh, you know, this past Sunday might've only been like his, uh, second win in the playoffs, uh, in his career or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I'll be rooting for Baltimore. Uh, not really too interested or care who wins or not. Uh, once the Packers are out, uh, but I'll be kind of rooting for Baltimore. I guess I just tired of Kansas city. Just, I, I mean, I don't really hate them. I, you know, Andy Reed seems a nice enough guy always. And, you know, ties to green Bay, but just a little tired of, uh, the, the, the Swifts right now in uh hoping Baltimore pulls it off. So the second game, five thirty, cheese head time Sunday on Fox, then is uh twelve and five Detroit going into twelve and five San Fran. Little surprising here, San Fran is a full touchdown favorite. Um, I don't know, could it end in a tie? It can't end in a tie, right? I'm not really ready to root for either of these teams at this point. Um I guess if I had to, I guess I'd had to cheer for Detroit a little bit. Niners for me.
1: Niners? Yeah. 100%. I thought you would have said Detroit. Detroit. Okay. Okay. No way, dude. I'm so over this Detroit thing. Yeah. I don't blame you. You know what I mean? We've sucked for so long. We're so happy. I, it would actually, the vindictive fan in me would love to see everybody sad. My only regret is that it's not in Detroit so they could lose the nfc championship <laughs> game at home. Yeah. That yeah. would be the best cuz like my favorite one of my favorite parts of the packer dallas game was the shots of the fans like yeah, yeah, crying and stuff and like to see that again in detroit would warm my heart a little bit. It would help me heal from the loss.
0: See, I feel like um, I want to see that with the niners fans, you know. So that's why I'm kind of no. like if I got to pick between the two of them, I'm I'm, I'm always kind of picking the road underdog team to to make the fans look ugly at home. So that that'll be that, that'll thing. be where I'm at.
1: I find the Niners um to be a classier rival than any okay. of the other right. Packer ones. I can see that. So like as much I I as, I hate losing to them. It sucks when every time the Packers lose to them, like it just feels like that insurmountable mountain you just oh, yeah. can't get over.
0: It's like the 90s Cowboys. But I
1: I respect them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn yeah. it. They're, like, they're so good. Like, You list the guys they have, and you're like, Jesus. They really have like yep. 13.
0: Okay, well, let me put or... it this way. <laughs> I, I could see both sides of that. Like, I wouldn't hate it if the Niners you know, kicked Detroit back to the curb and said, you know, you're not ready yet. Um, but if push comes to shove, would... to boil it all the way down of the four teams left, I'm a Baltimore fan probably of all, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Out of the four teams left to see – yeah, I don't know. I I just, I'm not ready to see the Niners win with, you know, Shanahan get a, 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 t- a title. Same with uh, Detroit. Mahomes already has a couple. So I think if I had to boil it down and just kind of the teams I, I would want to see win one. And no, I know, I get what you mean. Like, I hate the whole, like, oh, you, you, like, I see headlines and articles like, you have to root for Detroit and stuff. And I'm like, no, I don't. No, oh, I, no. They, please. just because their organization was ran like garbage for 30 years doesn't mean I have to, like, be happy for them because they're winning, Um, you know. Because they're certainly not bashful about it, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I guess of all the teams left, I'd probably be least least annoyed with Baltimore uh, winning it all.
1: Could you buy into the theory though
0: that? But even that comes with Niners... a bitter wh- bitter pill. Real quick is because it's, they've got a Harbaugh.
1: They got a Harbaugh, right? You can never escape the Harbaugh.
0: Yeah. I mean, if it's if it's not a team I don't like, it's a Harbaugh. They've been a pain in the side right. for you know Jim, whatever one was at Michigan and all that. You know he's been a pain in the Wisconsin side forever, whether he played for Michigan, coached the Niners, all that. Anyways, I digress. See
1: if if the Niners though just destroy Detroit, uh-huh. in in my mind that just makes that just elevates the Packers even more. Because they didn't get destroyed they should have won and
0: yeah. then
1: when the Niners go and win the Super Bowl by destroying Baltimore getting revenge for getting their ass kicked earlier in the year um, I think that makes the Packers the second best team the- <laughs> the second best team in the league.
0: I think that's a you uh, know what I mean I think that's a fantastic to that spot to finish on the on the football talk because I agree hundred percent that's that's a, that's the way to Six. look at it and then besides one other you know I'll add to that. If uh, San Francisco, like you said, demolishes Detroit, it might knock Detroit down a peg or two and give them like a hangover a year or something, right? You know, like the, what the Packers did to the Cowboys seemed to have been a little bit disruptive. Um, but but I think, you know, the expectations are still on the upswing there, so not quite the same situation as the Cowboys. Um, but real quick, Chris, before we wrap this up, I do want to ask. Uh as we're about an hour and 10 minutes in so if anyone's still listening I wanted to get your take on the the uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh also breaking news uh firing their head coach and and hiring is, did you say it's confirmed now Doc Rivers now Chris is uh in the Milwaukee area goes to uh many more Bucks games than I do ever uh much closer to that to that scene than I am so I'd be very interested to get your take on uh you know kind of what do you think in a in a minute or two here of of all that going on
1: um it's like how you feel about joe barry
0: <laughs> yeah glad they did something that's,
1: that's how i that's how i felt um it for if it was in the terms of the packers context it was kind of like it reminded me a little bit of like the ray Rhodes era remember that little blip between, yeah yeah between you Sherman did say and- that
0: yeah you texted for- that like on the weekend yeah
1: Yeah, it kind of reminded me of that where it just seemed like the players were doing what remember with Ray it seemed like they they were doing whatever they want. Like he was just standing there chomping on gum and staring off into space. And you wondered, like, is he even alive? Is this like weekend at Bernie's? They just prop him up there and he stands there and moves his mouth. Right. It was the weirdest time ever. And then like what they finished like eight and eight and fired him after
0: after one year. Yep.
1: Um and this is like this like it just I don't know how if you've been able to watch any games lately, but not they, they not too much, like, but it's it's not looked right. They show shots of like Giannis on the sideline with his brother, you know, like the, the, yeah. the world's best cheerleader. He's <laughs> yeah. they're over there.
0: Highest paid he, cheerleader Giannis
1: prime. has this real yeah, right. Giannis has this real serious look on his face. <laughs> you got like a whiteboard and they're like drawing up plays. What? And you're like, what the hell? Like these (laughs) two clowns are at the end of the bench drawing up plays. Well, our moron coach just paces back and (laughs) forth. Looks like he's completely out of it. No one knows what they're doing. Like the players are saying, you know, so like about time. Kind of wonder why you would hire him to, to like, it's like, turning the keys to a, a shiny new Ferrari over to someone that just got their
0: driver's license. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Yeah. Cause him he didn't have Toyota a, a or, ton of resume, right?
1: He's been an assistant. He played in the league, but like yeah. you're saying, like we have this championship window. We have Giannis in his prime. We went and got Lillard. We yeah. still got Middleton. We think can play. We got some young guy, you know, like this is a championship window. Right. Right. Yeah. First year guy that, is apparently clueless. It seemed weird. Yeah. And they, they and then they they brought in uh, Stotts Terry Stotts. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, to teach that's him right. How to be a coach.
0: But then he walked out early he on. Rubbed,
1: he rubbed Stotts the wrong way enough that Stotts said, "This is not for me." You know.
0: <laughs> that's right. So yeah.
1: it's been a disaster. The players are not even making comments about kind of like how they're. They're not sure what they're supposed to be doing. They're giving up like 140 points. Like, yeah, it's, the, it's a, unreal. No defense. So, like, I was in the camp of people that thought firing Bud was kind of BS. Yeah, like, I thought so too. He took the fall, he took the fall because they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Right, but right, right. Without Giannis for two games. Right. With Jimmy Butler. Like just on fire, crushing your lockdown defender—that's supposed to be the guy that takes you know—and like, yep. he got Bud got killed for not letting Giannis guard him and whatever else. But like that was the perfect storm to get beat, and he got fired over it. And then they hire this Yahoo to yep. take over, and so in the end. They get Rivers, who is known for not closing in the playoffs, (laughs) not adjusting Yeah, that was my next thought. Like, what do you
0: think of Rivers then? Yeah. Marquette alumni. The funny
1: funny part is I was listening to something like driving to work on the radio, and they were describing Rivers as the guy that has uh, playoff warts, they were saying. (laughs) Um, Not known for making the quickest in-game adjustments. Like, and I started thinking in my head, if I didn't know who they were talking about, do you know who I think they were talking about?
0: Doc Rivers. Coach Bud. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Coach Bud. So we're
1: going, we fired Coach Bud to give some new guy a run that completely failed to hire basically Coach Bud again, except for an older, darker version with a raspier voice. Yeah. He makes funny faces. He's the same, hopefully, like good at managing egos and getting them.
0: Well that's Somehow what you wonder, right? Cohesive. Like the NBA is just so different that way. You know, they you know, clearly NFL, fifty man rosters, whatever, and all the X's and O's compared to the NBA where it's it might be more about managing personalities, you know, than than necessarily the scheming and, and just um but yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh you know, what a week where you fire, you know, Packers lose, Joe Barry gets fired, uh, and then the the Bucks Kind of real short term coach has a great record, but they let him go. Um, and then and now you got it's, Doc yeah. Rivers coming in. Uh so there'll be there'll be plenty to keep an eye on going forward. Uh so I'll look forward to uh doing more of that. Chris, I want to thank you for joining me once again and kind of winding down the season with me here on my Cheesehead Life, a Packer fan podcast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's been real. It's a sad ending. I feel sad, but
0: yeah. But next I think
1: next year to look forward to,
0: yeah, this is like one of the worst, like three, four weeks now, it's just kind of waiting for that Super Bowl to get over with, you know, then we're all back to O and O record and can look forward to all the same things, but it'll be fun to see how the playoffs shake out. I'll be kind of rooting for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'll still be coming at you with the podcast, hopefully at least once a week, uh, plenty to keep an eye on with some of the basketball stuff that'll start picking up here in the springtime. And and keep an eye on some of the off-season transactions for the Packers, but that's going to do it for me in this edition with Chris on uh, My Cheesehead Life, a Packer fan podcast. I want to thank you once again for listening. Uh, remember the website, mycheeseheadlife.com and uh, the email address, info at mycheeseheadlife.com uh, Once again, uh, like and follow and share and do all the things. Uh, going forward, we'll have plenty to talk about, so again, uh, efforting like more guests and We'll continue to come up with a once a week, hopefully, but thanks for listening. Hope you have yourself a great rest of the week, and uh, we'll see what happens in the playoffs. Playoffs.